Welcome. You are listening to Fridays with Francis. As president of the Eastern Chamber, Francis Castaneda Dice is a wealth of information, connections, and is both an Eastern native resident and aficionado. This podcast is co-hosted with Jane Justice Neumeyer, where you will hear discussions on business, travel, local news, hot topics, and personal experiences. Without any further ado, let's hear from Francis. Happy Happy Friday! Friday. We are here again with Friday with Francis! (laughs) And I'm Francis! (laughs) Alright, we have been having a really good topic. Yeah. I love it. Um, Today, we are talking about uh, reading. Another thing about the new year, um, we're still in the new year and still getting used to writing 2020 and getting used to writing January, um, is reading and how many books we read. And... I was just looking and reading is correlated with successful people throughout history. Um, Libraries and scholars were all so important. And I found some of the stats that were interesting was that one guy, David Rubik, reads six books a week. Warren Buffett reads five to six hours a day. Love Warren Buffett. I know. That's a lot of reading. I know. (laughs) Um, Bill Gates reads 50 books a year. Mark Zuckerberg reads one book every other week. And Mark Cuban will read three hours a day. Wow. And I read like 20 minutes a day. So I think the difference, because all those folks are, are well established, and they got people to do their work to for do them. To do everything for them. So this they do true. have that extra hour. So, so don't, don't uh, beat yourself too bad. <laughs> I won't beat myself too bad. I'm not, I mean, I'm still able to get up in the morning and function and everything. Um, But no, I just know that you've been part of or are part of a book club and you do a lot of reading and I've actually gotten a couple of books from you as well. And so just wanted to dive into the world of Francis and what are you currently reading and what, what are your reading habits? Yeah. Our book club, we meet once a month um, and people think it's just to, to drink wine and eat dinner, but, but we really do read and, and discuss. <laughs> um, but in the beginning, we some people were bringing self-help books um, as the book of the month. And I kid you not, we finally put a rule in it that it's like no more self-help <laughs> books, which I think they're very important. But for that type of gathering, because we really just want to come together as you know friends and talk and have fun. Mm-hmm. So we decided to have fun books. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and all of them are having fun and serious um, and eye-opening. But right now we're reading the book Inheritance by Danny Shapiro. Mm -hmm. And um, it's about a woman who finds out her mother was artificially inseminated. She was like almost a a test tube baby. And then she finds out that her father, that she thought was her father, uh, raised Jewish for all her years, is not her biological father. It's somebody else. And and it's just the story of how that happens. And and it comes to find out that there's thousands of people out there that have fathers uh, that they didn't even uh, know that wasn't their own. And that there's some fathers that have uh, maybe a hundred or so kids because they just they were doing sperm donations and it's just everywhere. Wow. So that's just another topic, but it's a great, <laughs> great book and I can't wait to read it or discuss it with my girlfriends. Yeah. How long does it take y'all to get through a book normally? Um, a month because we meet once a month, so we have to force ourselves. So. Oh, so y'all have to have read the whole book by yeah. the time you meet. Oh, yeah. that's intense. So mm-hmm. you have to have read either the whole book the day before uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. or have read it consistently every week. Yes. 
So mm-hmm. how many hours a week do you read or day or? I don't. Need, you know what? I'm going to make that my uh, February resolution is to count how many hours I read a, a week, a, a month, because uh-huh. I just try to finish it. So I look at my. I have a Kindle, and if it says 25%, I know where it's at. If it's 50%, <laughs> if it's 75%, I know I have that much more to go. So I really don't go by hours. I just go by finishing and accomplishing and checking the book off the list. <laughs> That's funny. Now I have to like segue into Kindle versus book. Mm-hmm. Do you? like or prefer one over the other? I have other friends who like will never uh, go to a Kindle because they have to have the hardback in yeah, their hand. Yeah, And I just wasn't the type that read so much for mm-hmm. before the Kindle came out. So I'm good at either way. I think I prefer the Kindle because I can read it in bed and um, it's light. I can put it on my pillow, on my chest and just read. It's not disturbing and I don't have to figure out the pages to turn. But then also when you travel, um, if you want to take mm-hmm. two or three books, which people do and they think they're going to read them all. <laughs> of course. Then they, they, they use some of the weight uh, um uh, from limits on their carry-on <laughs> yes. or on their check bags. Yeah. So um, that's the the other thing I love about Kindle mm-hmm. is the the ease ease of, of buying a book, downloading a book, mm-hmm. and then reading it. I'm kind of torn because I do like the old-fashioned, just like curl up with a book type thing. Um, and then it's like we have so much screen in our lives. Mm-hmm. It's like you go to work and you work eight to ten hours a day on a screen. You're looking at your phone. That's a screen. And so to me, it's like. Look at another screen. Yeah. And I get to the point sometimes where screens just start hurting my eyes. You watch TV, that's a screen. You go to the movies, that's a screen. And uh, and so sometimes I do want to just give my eyes a break mm-hmm. um, and go to books. So I'm kind of like torn because I agree with you like about the lighting and then yeah. you can have multiple. And then you can see how far you are because I'm a person that will go and read the last chapter or the last uh-huh. page mm-hmm. and then go back and forth. So I think that's kind of cool to, to measure where you mm-hmm. are. What other books have you read with your book club or that have made an impact to you? Uh, well, with our book club, um, the, my favorite one of 2019 was uh, Where the Crawdads Sing by Del- Delia Owens. Mm. Oh, my God. I love that book. And I'm the type of person that when after um, our meetings, uh, there's an email that comes out the next few days or so, and it tells you what book and by who. And so I'll just download it without researching it, without researching the artist. And so this book was amazing. I highly recommend it. And then, of course, when I finish it, I'm just like binge searching (laughs) Everything they've ever written. Everything. This is actually her first book, and she's 60 years old. Oh, wow. And it's on the New York bestseller list. It's been on New York bestseller list for like weeks. She has this amazing amazing beautiful story of resilience and and just god i just love it and i can't wait for her to if she writes another book to read that one <laughs> that's awesome yeah uh, what did you like about it um the fact i've loved any kind of books that have a female role empowerment and success mm-hmm. and this one it's a it's a book about a young girl who grew up basically in the bayou and had no formal education and just learned on her own and and then just became a brilliant um she would write uh, things about uh, some of the animals on the bayou mm-hmm. and um, it's it's God, you just got to read it. I don't want to tell you there's love in it there's there's a, a, a murder in it there's just so much there's tragedy so yeah it's just it's a it's beautiful a really book. good story yes oh you'll love it and what other books have you read that have made an impact in your life um, I think also there's a book called um, 
Educated by Tara Westover, yeah. Mm -hmm. Another young girl, she was Mormon, and her parents just wanted to homeschool them. Mm -hmm. And it's her wanting to break free from that. Oh, my God. She struggled a lot Mm -hmm. with her father and her her family. But she eventually went on to get a degree, um, a master's and a doctorate degree from Ivy League schools. And Mm -hmm. it's just the dynamics between her family. And it's a true story uh, on her family, who's still alive right now, who part of the Mormon faith don't believe in and what she's doing and then her it's another you know great book the discussions in our book club about this one some people thought you know what she's leaving some things out and I can imagine that's true and it's like what is her relationship now with her parents mm-hmm. and because there's some some you know interesting things that happen to all of them throughout mm-hmm. the book so I highly recommend that one too and that's always a good book when it leaves you wondering what's what really happened or, yeah. or what happened next or you wish there was a second part of the book mm-hmm. so it's always really good and the weirdest thing is, if you have Amazon uh, Prime, you get one uh, free mm-hmm. Kindle book a month. Mm-hmm. And so even if I don't have time to read it, I'll download it so mm-hmm. that I'll have it in my library. And I came across this author. Her name is Loreth Ann White. And she has lots of books. And I found her on Facebook and I liked her. And one of the, the latest book that, that she's read, it's called In the Dark. And it's really, it's a, a romantic, suspenseful love mm-hmm. movie book. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've read some of her other books and they're all, you know, great. But I would comment on her Facebook messages and she would actually reply back oh, and I just oh, thought it was so amazing that, cool. that this author I don't even know where she I think she's in Canada uh-huh. um, you know takes the time to reply back to you know her fans so uh-huh. to speak and I just thought that that was just wonderful of her so I really really like her that's me and so just because of that I'll always buy all of her books there you go but they're also very good <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome mm-hmm. we'll have to tag her in this uh, yeah. in this segment as well absolutely um have you watched a movie and then gone back and read a book or have you read Write a book and then watch the movie. And how do you feel about that? I love that question because um, to this day, I don't think I, I found a movie that does the book justice. Um, this was back when I graduated from college. Um, a book, it was called um, Like Water for Chocolate by Laura Esquivel. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was written in Spanish and it was translated in English. I loved that book. I mean, uh-huh. loved it, loved it, loved it. And um, and then it came became a movie, and uh, I took I took my all my family members. I did love that movie. Uh-huh. Um, um, actually, I correct that. I saw the movie first, and then I read the book, and I just thought it was like perfectly because I thought, are they missing something? Did I miss something? From right. Them? Yes. But they covered it perfectly, and so uh-huh. that one did a good job of mirroring it. But my whole family loved it, and I took everybody to see it, and mm-hmm. even my, the company I worked for at the time took the whole staff to come oh, see it. Oh wow! I worked for a Hispanic advertising agency, and this was just something really amazing. Yeah. Um. So that. That was really good. Although uh, there's another book called um, Bridges of Madison County. Yes. Oh my God. I loved that book. I remember I was traveling to New York on business and I bought the book because someone recommended it and we were going to be delayed. Uh-huh. And I read it on the plane and I started crying Aww. on the plane and I was like wiping my tears away <laughs> thinking, I hope this lady next to me doesn't think I'm crazy. But then when the movie came out, oh. I was so disappointed. The yeah. movie was not as good as, as the book. As like, and that's what I often hear. It's like a, a lot of times I won't uh, watch a movie if I've read the book. Yeah. My ultimate all time, and I'm going to ask you this, my all time, all time favorite book ever on the entire planet is Jane Eyre. And I have watched every single movie that has come out of Jane Eyre. And it's just 
horrible. Like, you know, it's just mm-hmm. like, no, and nobody can get the main um, male character, Rochester. Nobody can cast him correctly. Mm-hmm. Like, that is not what Rochester mm-hmm. looks like. Mm-hmm. And so, um, like, I I absolutely love that book. And it's from Charlotte Bronte. For some reason, I keep wanting to say Emily Bronte. But um, what is your, like, all-time favorite book? Like, you can read it over and over and over. I think like Water for Chocolate. Really, that's your all-time favorite. And then I'd love to read Where the Crawdads Sing Again because she, the way she wrote was just mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. And so I, even though I mentioned them earlier, those just stick in my mind. Uh-huh. And, and so those two I, I would like to, to read again. To keep reading it, yes. Mm-hmm. And I just came across, I have only one copy of Jane Eyre, but I was like, you know what? I haven't read that book. I've read it probably at least four times in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I should read it again. But right now I'm in the middle of three books, which is a bit overwhelming for me. It's The 48 Laws of Power, The Five Love Languages for Children. <laughs> and uh, and The Five Love Languages is really good. I would really suggest you, Thank you. Uh, do the, at least do the quiz, because that's really cool. But he goes into stuff on your love languages. Um, and The Smart Step Family Guide to Financial Planning. So very fun readings. No. <laughs> I don't think, like... I'm looking at your book, The 48 Laws of Power. It is thick. It is super thick, but it is really, really good. I was not expecting it to be really uh, good. I like, honestly, a lot of mysteries. I have a whole top shelf of just uh, mysteries. I love mysteries. But at this point in time, I feel like there's a lot of learning and growth I need to do. And so that's kind of where I am. But you know what? Then that's just takes you one down path. Sometimes it's good just to read a good mystery and a good, oh, yeah. just to get away from everything. Sure. Oh yes. Escape as they call it. Yes. And you can, you know, looking at that big book, there was a, a book. I actually bought the book, all the light you cannot see by Anthony Dewar. Mm-hmm. So the reason I bought it is because, uh, my friend, same friend, Terry, uh, she had an opportunity to take some friends to a book reading, mm-hmm. um, by him. And, and so I'm like, I had him sign it. The thing was thick, super thick. And, and I did not finish it before our next meeting because it was so big. I, I was intimidated by it. Yeah. So then everyone at the book club was talking about how amazing it was. And I'm like, you know what? I got to go back to it. So instead of reading the book because it was intimidating, I bought the audio. Uh-huh. Um, I listened mm-hmm. to it that way and I was able to get through it. Oh my God. It's one of my favorite books. I'm so glad that really? I didn't give up on it. Yeah. So don't be intimidated by big books. They're Bye. good. <laughs> We're coining that. Don't be intimidated by big books. They're good. That's trademarked already. Don't try to use it. <laughs> but you make another good point is audiobooks and for some reason for me even though I grew up I grew up without a TV so all we did was have like tapes books on tapes and, and I'm totally dating myself and record players and um <laughs> I had my own little Fisher Price record player I have one too <laughs> so with my stories on the thing but for some reason if I listen to a book I don't feel like I've read it mm-hmm. like it's just like so do you listen to audio a lot a lot of audiobooks not a lot uh, that one was probably one of the few ones that I did and I was in a little kick where I was like okay I'm going to exercise 15 minutes a day and I'll have the audio book on there so I did that for a while but I just did it until I finished the book and then I never went back up <laughs> there again yeah yeah I'm just That's I'm bad funny. I'm bad but that got me through that one so I got to find another big book so I can get on the treadmill and there you go well you can do this one it's pretty big does it have an audio um I don't know I'll have to research thank it, you we're talking about if 48 laws of power has an audio book mm-hmm. pretty sure it does <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll find it for you to help you with your training. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a must. You know, another author I really like is Dan Brown. Wrote several books uh, like Angels and Demons and, and a lot of other great books, but they made movies out of them. And Tom Hanks was the lead character. And I love Tom Hanks. I just didn't like him in this character. Role, yeah. No, not this role at all. Um, he was just so predictable, and the books are so much better, but Dan Brown is an awesome writer as well. Mm-hmm. I, I love... So, what do you have a genre of favorite book that you like? Romantic mysteries, I think. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's, that's true. Romantic mysteries. I'm trying to think. Um, I've read a few Danielle still uh, and is it James Patterson mm-hmm. that are really, really good writers. That I don't have a one writer that I follow, though. Do mm-hmm. you have Dan, a, Dan a, Brown and also um, Loreth Ann White are the only two? But I kid you not, if Delia Owens ever wrote another book, oh my god, I would read it. And you know, nowadays, there's these amazing women like, obviously, Oprah and Reese Witherspoon. They have their own book clubs. Mm-hmm. So they've got I books. That, mm-hmm, they've got books that they uh, recommend. And, man, it's it's just great because they are making movies out of some of their books. Like oh, yeah. Oprah. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Oprah's making, um, I'm not sure who's doing Where the Crawdads Sing. I think that that's Reese. Mm-hmm. And then um, Oprah, um, if you haven't read a book, it's called Love Warrior by Glendon Dole. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I my, it was a book club. I didn't read what the book was about I didn't read about the author I didn't know if it was a real story and it turned out to be a true story mm-hmm. about this amazing lady and Oprah's making a movie out of out of that one now oh, wow. so um, these you know great women are have the ability to be producers mm-hmm. and find these books that probably other people would not have found and mm-hmm. making movies out of them and getting that's them sold that's pretty neat that's pretty neat the Oprah effect the Oprah effect and yes. I think Reese is having it too yes <laughs> well we you have your own Francis effect so yeah. we're, we're, we'll start putting uh, uh, books out um, as the official chamber reading club. Deal. But what professionally, um, what books have you used in your life as professionals to help you get where you are today? A couple of them are Good to Great. That's one that I read when I was in Dallas and I still have it and go back to some of the the chapters. Um, And then what I like to do, and they're not books, but I just like to read the autobiography or bios Mm -hmm. on successful people on Mm -hmm. how they got to where they Mm -hmm. were. Um, and then if there's an autobiography that they have, I'll read it too. That's how I, you know, learn. Um, for example, Warren Buffett. Man, if I could just be a student in his class. Oh, I, know. I know. If he even gave a class. <laughs> I know, right? God. Yes, I totally agree. So I, I try to like, I love some of the things that, that different people do. And I just try to adapt those into my life as well as, mm-hmm. you know, my self-help book. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because I want to escape and read, the, you know, these The kind fun of books. readings. Yeah. Yes. And then for learning, I like to just like learn from experience mm-hmm. and and then mm-hmm. adapt those into my world. Where you can apply it. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the greatest thing that you've learned from a book that you've been able to adapt into your life or that you were able to implement somewhere, um, whether it's personal or professional? Um, I think, one, the love of travel, because a lot of these books are taking places in different places all over the world. Um, and it's just given me this opportunity to escape into that um, world, but mm-hmm. also that time period. There's like a lot of 1920s books that mm-hmm. we've read and World War um, books that we've read. And wow, just to go back in history and, mm-hmm. and live those lives or just see the beauty and, and the torture that a lot of you know, mm-hmm. things happened back then. Um, and then I just think that um, the other thing that I loved is the fact that everyone has a voice mm-hmm. and everyone uh, should tell their story. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't tell your story, somebody else will and it may not right. be the story that you want right. to tell right. so do your own story 
um, before they do. That's true. Are you going to write an autobiography of this life? I might. <laughs> I think on my travels. <laughs> All your travels. No, that means that's your life. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I guess last but not least, who picks the books in your book club? Each person hosts uh, the book club meeting at their house. Mm-hmm. And so whoever hosts the, bu- the meeting gets to pick the book. Oh, okay. That's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. And how did you join this book club? Two of my girlfriends, um, um, came together and said hey let's we all like to read let's put a book club together so they put it together and then they invited me and another friend and so there was really just four of us at one time and I remember us going to my house having pizza and <laughs> and reading uh, uh, the book that we read and then we just started like who else can we invite and so four you know different people from different walks of life just brought different people in okay. and and so it was really neat because I've, I've met some some new amazing friends uh, through the book club how big is it now hmm it's probably it's been uh, maybe 10 it's okay. a small group and then even sometimes half of that uh, actually still, show up mm-hmm. on different times right well mm-hmm. life happens right well that is really awesome and um, I've never been part of a book club but we have a download for how to start your own book club that we put together so you can download that and, and some favorite books and some favorite books yes yeah, some um, books to help you personal enjoyment or personal growth mm-hmm. um, our book list so click below and get your list and let us know what you're reading as well and I think that's it for today for this Friday with Francis. <laughs> yeah so we'll catch you the next week yeah bye bye Thanks for joining us today, and you can keep up with Francis at eecoc.org, and don't forget to follow us on social media to keep the conversation going. And don't forget to download your copy of the Chamber's first reading list, where all of the books that were mentioned today are listed. And also, there's another download for you on Francis' five tips to starting a book club. Thank you for listening, have a fantastic weekend, and stay safe.